On today's show, Jason and I are asking each other questions in an attempt to step up our interviewing game. We're trying to keep this really interactive, so if you have any comments, do so below. You're going to love the show. Check it out right now. Hey everyone, Chris Haddon, Jason Balin, Hard Money Bankers here doing the show. And recently we have uh, been doing a somewhat new content series, at least you know it's been more volume than in the past where we're doing more interviews, expert interviews with real estate people, entrepreneurs, other people picked up on that more so in the third quarter of last year and we're gonna continue that throughout the year. That being the case, we wanna level up our game a little bit, our, our interview game. So we're doing some research on good questions to ask people, impactful, you know, stuff that's really, really going to be interesting to the audience. So yeah, we're working on that and we're going to start by doing some of this with each other. Yeah, a lot of the interviews that we just did in the past were kind of right off the cusp. And we yeah, and it was like, cool, well, let's talk about this. And then we got kind of good at some good interview questions. But then, you know, as you know, we contribute to a bunch of different outlets and they sent us a list of here are some really good interview questions that a lot of our, our viewership wants to see. So we yep. printed them out, we got them right here. And we went through them and we were like, these are all really good questions. Great and question. some of these questions, uh, you know, we've never really asked people. So why not start by asking each other, <laughs> business partners, uh, a few questions, uh, you know, and I, and I think you'll get a, get a lot from it. So cool. Well, you want to ask me the first question? Well, let's do like two or three questions each. And, okay. you know, I bet we get some good responses. I'm happy to start. Okay. What is one productivity tip that you swear by? Jason Balin. A, a productivity tip that I swear by. Um, so I'm really bit, I'm really large in trying to do one task at any given time, right? So I, you know, obviously I have my accountability hacks of the way I try to keep myself organized on a, on a daily basis, but related to being productive on that particular task, I really try to either close the door, turn off email, turn off the phone, and really just be focused on one of those things because any task in general, can take a few minutes or it can take a few hours, depending on <laughs> you know how how focused you are on it. And most of the things that we do, kind of on a you know block and tackle, regular basis types of stuff. I mean, they're pretty quick. You know, they can all be done in you know a matter of minutes, maybe a max an hour, um, for kind of smaller individual tasks that do multiple a day. So I try to just really focus on that. And you know, having ADHD is obviously hard <laughs> with with that stuff because all of a sudden, hey, I want to move on to the next thing or the next thing. But like then it just kind of gets to the point of like, I need to finish this today. It is on my to-do list and it's not getting moved to my tomorrow's do list. So I have to get it done today. So I just block out as much as possible. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, don't multitask. Focus on one thing. Get it done and move on down the list. I like for doing that myself. I like uh, closing my email. Yeah, just logging out of my email because you know it's gonna it's gonna grab you. Exactly. Good one. I, I agree. Um, cool. So I want to expand on this one a little bit because the question is how do you start your day? But let's kind of expand to that a little bit of what I've heard other people talk about. So maybe just expand what you do kind of in the morning. How do you start your day? Maybe some habits that you try to stick yeah. to on a con consistent basis. And let's just say like 90% of your days because, you know, mo you know, obviously okay. some, some days aren't all equal. but. This is a good question for me, and partly because my morning routines have been inconsistent, unfortunately, and I'll go in and out of good routines and then I'll kind of fall off of it. It's been an area that I've had trouble dialing in on. So ideally, I would do a morning meditation. I, I use this app, I have these headphones, I sit in my uh, guest bedroom, and it's a nice little place. And it's quiet, I listen to this thing, and I do like a 15 minute like, 
and it gets me like focused and ready for the day. Yeah, and it keeps me like more mellow because I might, you know, might run a little hot. <laughs> but that being said, that little 15 minute meditation has been inconsistent for me. And sometimes I do it frankly and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll get into good streaks, whatever. So that's one thing that I would like to tighten up on because I, I, it has a noticeable effect on me. Another thing is that I've gotten into the habit, I have about a 30 minute drive to the office, of throwing on a podcast that will get yeah. me in the right frame of mind, like not just you know jamming out the hip hop music, which is what I will often do in the car, but on the way to work, the podcast kind of puts me in a better spot. So those two things have been big for me in morning routines. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, we can ask the same questions to each other too if we want to. Yeah. We got a list, list of 15 right here. All right. What is the worst piece of advice you ever got? Hmm. The worst piece of advice? That's a tough one. Well, I think there is a question, what was the best piece of advice you got too, but. They're both on there. Oh, uh, that was above it. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna flip the best piece of advice because someone actually told me. So the, the worst piece of advice I ever got in was somebody that we were, doing some we were doing some business with and they're like, well, why don't you expand and start doing this and start doing this and start doing this and have kind of, it almost kind of seemed like they just wanted to have their hands dipped in everything and do 10 things crappy instead of one thing really, really good. Uh, okay. Um, okay. And kind of to flip that to the best pieces, piece of advice. I mean, they, it's, it's kind of one conversation, but it's really just stick to what you're good at, stick to what you know, stick to what's working instead of, you know, and this isn't just one person, but it's always like, hey, you guys are in the real estate space. You guys are doing good on the lending side, you properties, you do other stuff. You know, why don't you start doing this? And then why don't you start doing this? Why don't you start doing this? You have the resources to do it. It's like, hey, that's just not what we do. Like we're yeah. focused on this and it's effective and it's, and it's good and successful. Um, and again, don't get me wrong, it's not that you don't want to expand and take on new opportunities and things like that. But at the same time, you know, you want to make sure you really have a, a good grasp on that, on that one thing. And you know, how many times do you see like emails coming over from like a mortgage broker and it's like, hey, I, I broker loans, I sell real estate, I, right. buy, I buy stuff. I do eight I, different yeah, things poorly. I do something with multi-level right. marketing. Um, hey, do you want to have a, whatever, a party at our house and I'll sell Arbon or whatever the heck it is. Like they just do everything. Right. Like they have literally a list of like 10 or 20 things and, and you know just straight off the bat, it's like you're doing all of those really badly. So sure. the worst piece of advice has always, has always been, and I'll, you know, this was an easy question because I always remember it. It's like, well, why don't you do this, 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 and this? You already kind of have the skill sets to do that. And it's like, because I'm hyper-focused on the, the, one, the one thing that we do really, really well and yeah. kind of expand based off that. Nice, I like that one. Could probably uh, agree with that. Um, For sure I do. Okay, okay, okay. When you were a kid, what did you want to do when you grew up? <laughs> we talked a little bit about this in the book, and I think you and I had a similar opinion that we didn't 100% know what we wanted to do, but we were pretty clear about what we did not want to do. Yeah. Um, which was a lot of the, you know, just standard type stuff that you hear about growing up, you know, regular job, you know, work for a big company or maybe the government or whatever. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that at all, but I knew that didn't feel right to me. And it took a while to clarify that. Like when I was a kid, a teenager, even in college, like I wasn't sure where I fit in until we started doing our own thing, until we started a company. And then I was like, this is me, right? Yeah. So that's a tough question for me because for a long time I really didn't know. But luckily, we ended up in a good spot, so no complaints. That yeah, I mean, worked I'd, itself out on its own with plenty of time and thought and 
to sure. trial and error too. Yeah, I mean, I knew I wanted to be my own boss because to this day I still don't like when people tell me what to do, and that's, <laughs> it's tough, even if they're right. Yeah. So that was always sure. that was always a big thing, um, and also, <laughs> and I also obviously, <laughs> you know, everyone always. You know, you always think, hey, like, your way's wrong, my way's better, like, I can do it better than this, like, there's got to be a better way, like, you know, you, be you believe that, and in your head, things are a little different. In reality, it's, it's challenging, don't get me wrong, it's not like, hey, I wanted to do this, so I'm just going to do it, um, you know, but I knew I wanted to kind of own something, and mine was more in the sports realm, sports arena, because we're, like, that was our number one thing, big into sports, sure. and that was all we knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. And you know, it was like, well, I want to make a lot of money so I can go buy my own Nintendo. So I don't need my parents to buy a Nintendo. <laughs> so they, you know, it was a, it was along those lines. You just didn't mm -hmm. exactly know what because you weren't. It wasn't clear enough. So okay. What does work-life balance mean to you? So that's Great a question. so now that's a good thing. That's a good question. And we've talked with our some several business coaches that we've had over this related to really trying to mold your work and life balance kind of together, like your home life and your work life. It's kind of the same thing. It's you know you have twenty four hours in the day and everything is everything you're doing is in is they're all kind of intermingled. Right. Uh, they're all kind of intermingled and. You know, there's a few different ways I guess you can kind of phrase or describe kind of what work-life balance is. And lately, although you pretty much were the one that stated this, you know, work from work, home from home, like that does kind of sum it up. I've been trying to be more of that. And, you know, you know I've been trying to be kind of more of that lately. And obviously, it also depends on like what you're doing on a regular basis. Like my mind is always on growth and work, personal sure. finance related stuff. Like my mind's always there if I'm, if I'm, you know, in the office or not in the office. That being said, you know, there's a lot of things that transactional types of stuff just based on man hours, like I probably did 12 hours worth of transactional stuff five years ago on a daily basis just because that's what we had, yeah, right? So had and, yeah. you know, so leave the office and do stuff there. Now that's not the case. Um, and it also depends on where you are with life and family and what you can do at night. I mean, I've been catching myself lately trying to get back into doing some more Transactional, transactional types of things and more work kind of from home. Um, just because, I don't know, 2017, I've got this like growth spurt of, hey, I want to go kill it again. <laughs> and like, I'm really motivated to do it. So I want to spend, you know, the two or three extra hours a, a day doing that, which adds up to a lot of time over a day, a week, a month, or a year type, type of situation. But I try to separate kind of the two, but unfortunately, just the way my brain and my, you know, my brain works, I'm constantly thinking about business stuff, personal finance stuff, growth stuff. That's just the way it's wired, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's all I think about. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, people are wired in, in their certain way. And, I, and I'm similar for the most part. But there are definitely some times where I don't, like, I don't want to check my email because wh whatever's going on in there, I don't want to be pulled into that. And, like, I was thinking about some of that over the holidays when I had some family in town. And, you know, I was juggling that and getting some work done. And I was... I mean, balance is always a tough thing. That's why it's an interesting question, important conversation. But there are some times that I don't want to get sucked into that because it's going to take away from here and it's going to like change what I'm thinking about. And sometimes where I want to be focused on, you know, just straight up work stuff. So that's kind of where the work from work, home from home thing came. But I do the same thing. I'll pull out my computer at night and. It, it also depends on you know what your day-to-day -day activities are. I mean, if it's all like if you're just playing defense all day and if negative stuff, like no no one wants to take out their computer. But if it's positive stuff, right. I mean, the majority of the reason I don't is because a lot of the stuff I do I need really like mental power for. 
So it's one thing if I got to do like a 10 minute task, but if I got to, I don't know, write a blog post or do something that I really need to focus for 30 or 40 minutes, it's hard for me to do that at home. I'm just not in the right mindset for it. And then I know, I just literally check that on my to-do list of like, do all these first thing in the morning and I bang them out like clockwork and it's so easy to do it here. Yeah. So I, I do pick of like what I'm gonna spend my time on and what I'm not gonna spend my time on. And if it's a, if it's a task that's longer, I typically won't do it at home just because it's challenging. Um, Good deal. Do I have one more question for you? Yes. Have you asked me three? Yeah. Okay. What What's a book that you always recommend to people and why? Mm. <laughs> That's another one that comes up a lot. I would probably go with The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. It came similar. out in 2007 or so. One of the reasons why it was a, a really pivotal one for me and for us, I think, is because it came out right around the time we were starting HMB. And the four-hour work week flipped a lot of what people think about work and business and everything else on its head, that things can be outsourced, done remotely, done in less time. Don't focus on the hours you're working for a day, focus on the things that get done, you know, um, which you know, expanded out into a lot of other stuff that we wrote about and everything else in the book and you know, blogs and everything over the years. So I've recommended that book, I've purchased it and given it to people. Um, that would probably have to be number one for me. If you ask me on a different day, I might say something different, but that one's yeah. way Well, I mean, I think the big lesson behind the four-hour work week is like, forget the title says, hey, you're gonna be working, you know, I only wanna work four hours a week, because it doesn't matter what industry you're on, what you do, how much money you make, or you know, your role in a company, it doesn't matter. The purpose of it is a much higher level of, listen, you know, rethink about some of the things that you're working on a regular basis. Maybe you can have somebody else do some of these things. Like, nobody here is working a four-hour work week, right? <laughs> like that's, and nobody, and nobody really wants to either. No, I mean, catchy title. Nobody really, yeah, yeah nobody, nobody really wants to, and Tim Ferriss certainly doesn't either. Um, no, you know, he has, the, he, has the, he has the ability to if he wants to, and I think that's part of it all, but it kind of really opens your mind of like, you know what, why am I doing this when I can get somebody else to do this? Or this is a different way to think about. So it really gets you thinking. So it doesn't really matter where you are inside your business, or even if you even own a business. If you, know, you work for somebody else, there's really, really good takeaways related to that. So I, I agree with that, and I-, I That's a great one. Besides, you know, besides Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a good personal finance book, besides that, which is, I think, is a good, you know, beginner, starter mm -hmm. book, I think, for our work week as well. So, cool, well, you know, hope you guys en enjoyed this topic. We like this segment a lot. If you have any comments, feel free to comment below. Um, maybe ask, ask us a question and we're happy to answer it. You know, maybe you can stump us and ask us a, a good kind of candid question. And definitely uh, check out our expert interviews content series where we're gonna be putting this practice here into work as we have been doing recently. And uh, so far it's been good and we look forward to be even better in 2017. So thanks for checking it out. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe. Take care.